This is a story about a coworker I had a long time ago. So I look back on it and laugh now. But at the time, it was really distressing for me. To give some context, every summer I would do some temp work for a company where my dad worked. It was an education company, so they always needed temp workers around July or August for all of the exam remarks they had come in. It was data entry work, but it suited me fine and it meant that I can earn a little extra cash while I was at university. I did this every summer from when I was 19 right up until I was 23, and then I got another job at the same company, but a bit after I graduated. But we'll get to that later. For now, all you need to know is that I was a reasonably familiar face there, and everyone knew I was my dad's daughter. The main downside of working there was that I'd clock off at 5pm, but I'd have to wait for my dad to finish work since he was the head of an entire department, so he'd end up staying a bit later. Every day I'd bring a book with me, and sit in this little area between his department and the department where I worked, since it had the most comfortable chairs. I must have been 22 years old when this happened because it was the penultimate summer that I worked there. I had just had my hair cut short for the first time in my life, and I've had it dyed red as well. I was sitting on these couches reading, when all of a sudden, this guy approaches me. Let's call him Leon. He tells me that he works in my dad's department, and he thought he'd come introduce himself. This was a pretty common occurrence for me, and I was aware of this guy. He was young and decent looking, so a few of the women in my department had a crush on him. I was dating someone else at the time though and I had never actually seen him in person, but I could see what they saw in him. We got to chatting and he mentioned that I'd changed my hair, so I told him about cutting it short and he cut me off mid-sentence. And This is where it started to get weird. He said, no, first it was brown and you didn't have a fringe. Then you went through that phase of curling it, then put it in a fringe and dyed it red. After that, you dyed it purple. Now you've had it cut short and dyed it back to red. This guy I had just met was describing over two years worth of hairstyle changes that I'd had. I felt creeped out, but he seemed like a nice enough guy and I guess I had worked at the company throughout that entire time, so it was reasonable to assume that he'd noticed me before. But that should have been the first red flag. He asked me if I had Facebook, and I told him that I did, so he said he would add me. That seemed pretty normal, but then, after he'd send the request, he asked me to get my phone out so he could watch me accept the friend request. I'm British, and it's therefore impossible for me to be impolite. So I got my phone out and showed him that I had accepted it. I thought that might calm him down. Bear in mind, he wasn't a bad looking guy. So I felt a bit flattered at this point that he was so keen on me. But that sense of flattery 
dissolved real fast. After the Facebook thing, he kept asking me if I had MSN, and I told him that I didn't. I swear, throughout this conversation, he asked me if I had MSN about four times. Then, the final time he asked, he was like, Please, can you get MSN so we can chat after work? It was like he had something really urgent he wanted to tell me. But I had only just met this person. I kind of laughed and said about how I hadn't used MSN since I was a teenager, without necessarily rejecting him. Then he said something like, Well, if you don't have MSN, then do you have Skype? This seemed like the perfect opportunity to bring up my boyfriend, who was a foreign student and went back to his home country during the summer. He was the only person I spoke to on Skype. I said to Leon about how I didn't have my own Skype account, but I used my dad's Skype account to talk to my boyfriend. I really thought this might ward him off. I was wrong. Without missing a beat, he said, can you please just get your own Skype account so we can video chat at the work? He said it like I was somehow inconveniencing him. Like this was something we'd agreed to do months ago or something. I had no idea how to react. So I sort of just smiled and laughed. Thank the heavens, someone from my dad's department walked past at that moment and was like, Leon, aren't you meant to be at your desk? He scurried off pretty quick after that, but not before reminding me to get my own Skype account and to send him the details. I told my dad about the whole exchange and the car ride home, but all he could say was that Leon was very friendly and that a lot of women in his department liked him, so maybe I had just misunderstood the situation. I thought he was probably right so I tried not to let it bother me. Later that evening, however, I was on my computer doing university work when a message popped up on my Facebook. It was Leon, and all the message said was, we like the same movies. I don't know what it was, but something about this message freaked me out so much. I decided not to respond and logged off Facebook, hoping that he wouldn't notice I had been online. The next day after work, I was sitting in my usual spot when Leon comes over to me. His face was like thunder. At first I thought he was having a bad day and was walking through the hallway, but my heart dropped when I realized he was walking directly towards me. Why didn't you respond to my Facebook message? I was stunned. How was I supposed to respond to that? Who says stuff like that in real life? Lucky for me, I didn't have an opportunity to respond because he started off on this tirade. I'm not even kidding, he was starting to list all the movies we had in common that he had seen on my Facebook profile. Batman the Dark Knight, Watchmen, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Fight Club. 
I just sat there watching him reel off all of these movie titles. And once he was finished, all he said was, It's okay, I forgive you. And then walked off back to his department. Over the next couple of weeks, he came and found me in my spot every day and talked at me from the moment I sat down to the moment my dad came to get me. I don't remember many of the other exchanges, but I do remember distinctly one day pretending to pick my nose when I saw him coming, hoping it would put him off. It didn't. It got to the point where I'd get so stressed out after work that I'd go and hide in the toilets for as long as I could. But the women I worked with started to notice and think I was weird. Eventually, I broached the subject with my dad and he gave me his car keys after my shift so that I could go hide in his car rather than wait in the building. So I'm camped out in his car and I'm still feeling quite tense, but after 20 minutes, I start to feel at ease. Surely he wouldn't come looking for me out here, right? Wrong. I look over at the main entrance and my heart drops. He is coming out of the door and he's scrutinizing all of the cars. I sink down as far as possible into my seat, but unfortunately, I wasn't fast enough and he saw me. He comes rushing off and starts tapping on the glass. So I open the door and ask him, what's up? He says, I didn't see you in your usual spot, but luckily the doorman told me he saw you come out here. Why are you in your dad's car? Again, what are you supposed to say to that? I told him that I had a headache, so I'd come out to the car to get some medicine and see if I could get some sleep. At least he respected that because he told me to feel better and then left me alone. I breathed a sigh of relief, knowing that I was only going to be working there for a few more days before I'd gone back to university. I told my dad about the car incident and he gave Leon a talking to the next day. Leon would still come to find me in the foyer, but he'd only talk to me for a few minutes in passing before leaving me alone. It was a big relief. On my last day at work there, I was fully expecting him to do something crazy, but he didn't even come to chat with me that day. I left the office and thought I would never see him again. I found out he was fired not too long after I left the company that year because he kept coming into work late and then spent most of his time at work chatting with his co-workers and me apparently. Fast forward to January of 2014 and I was preparing to move to China for a position teaching English. I had graduated from university and I was working at the same company, but this time in a semi-permanent capacity. It was my last day at work, so I received quite a few gifts and some fuss from my coworkers. 
It was about 10 a.m. when who should I see walk through the door but Leon. He had been hired as a temp to do the job that I had done for so many years. As soon as he walked through the door, he saw me, and this flash of recognition crossed his face. I wanted to slide under my desk and die. He came walking over to me and was all smiles, asking about how I was and, and what I was still doing at the company. It was at this point that one of my coworkers mentioned about how I was off to China soon. Leon seized on that and started talking about his friend, who was also interested in the teaching English as a foreign language program. His interest seemed genuine, so I got to talking about how I got my qualification, who I got it through, what company I was going to be working for in China, etc. We chatted for about 20 minutes and he wrote down some of the details for his friend, then went off to work. At the end of the day, I was packing all of my stuff to leave and a few of my coworkers were coming over to say their goodbyes. Out of the corner of my eye, I see Leon approaching. But I think, what's the harm? He says goodbye and wishes me luck on my new journey. But then, as I'm literally walking out of the door of the department, I hear him call out, See you in China! For the first two weeks of my teacher training over there, I was like a hawk, keeping a constant lookout for this guy. He never did follow me out to China but it still remains one of the creepiest encounters of my life. If Leon would have showed up in China, I don't know what I would have done if I was the girl being stalked in the story. Have any of you had to deal with a stalking coworker? Okay, I have a story. It uh, has something to do with my now four-year-old son. Um, I'm a, well, I'm an atheist skeptic. I don't believe in ghosts. However, uh, this uh, took place, I want to say, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, I took my uh, son over to my neighbor's house, and there was a big party going on, and the oldest member, who happens to be my neighbor's mother, uh, took a liking to Liam's. Uh, that's my son's name. And she picked him up, held him, tickled him, but never let him down, never let her out of his sight. Or her sight, I'm sorry. Basically, when uh, she passed away, and then all of a sudden, she never stayed gone. So my son would be laughing all by himself in his baby bed, and I was always wondering who was tickling him. That's my story. Moving on to the next story, we have a creepy tale that took place on the road. A mom and her kids were on the way home at night 
when they saw a guy waving them down because his car stopped in the middle of the road. What do you think happens in this story? Stick around and find out. This happened to me when I was about 12 or 13 years old, so about 15 years ago, and I am a female. The town that I lived in has developed a lot since this story, but when this happened, there were a lot of factories spread out with lots of land in between them. There was a Walmart being built in the area, but it had barely started construction. And there was a main highway that ran through there, but my mom didn't like taking it as much as traffic would get bad most of the time. The side streets we would take were desolate and not much light. There was also little to no cars taking these streets. I can't remember where we were coming from that night, but in the car that night was my mom, my brother, who was three years younger than me and me. My mom is obviously driving, I'm in the passenger seat, and my brother is sitting behind me. My mom is the sweetest person ever, but is very adamant that she will never stop to help somebody on the side of the road or pick somebody up, especially when her kids were in the car. She does, however, make sure she calls the police so that they can at least get some help. It was around 9 p.m. and we are going home when my mom and I spot someone on the side of the road by the passenger side with their hood up. It was nothing out of the ordinary as my mom slows down a little since it is dark outside and she doesn't want to harm anybody that might be fixing their car. As soon as we got close to the car, this guy steps out from around the hood of the car towards the street and is waving us down. I don't remember much of a description because I wasn't really paying too much attention. Plus, I could barely see the man. But I do remember feeling bad that we weren't at least going to stop to see what he needed. The man at this point is in the middle of the road, waving his hands. But as we come up on the car, we don't see anybody else in the car. So my mom swerves around him and tells my brother to find her phone in her purse that was on the floor between the front and back seats. I look at my mom as she looks in her rearview mirror and her face goes white and her eyes get wide. My mom slams her foot on the accelerator. This is highly unusual for my mom as she is really good at going the speed limit. At this point, I know something is wrong. My mom's voice goes high and in a panicked voice is asking my brother, where is her phone? I'm yelling at her, what's going on? 
All this chaos is freaking my brother out, and with him being so little, is crying and can't find the phone. My mom keeps her eyes on the road, but keeps glancing up continuously at her rearview mirror, and finally answers, He's following us! I'm not exactly sure what she is talking about, but know that this isn't a good situation. My mom is speeding towards the highway, and thank goodness there's not much traffic. I look in the back window and see somebody passing cars trying to keep up with my mom. I ask her where she's going, and she told me she's heading to the police station. As we are getting close, my mom tells me to jump out of the car as soon as she stops the car and to grab my brother from the back seat while she runs around the car to meet us. My mom stops right in front of the police station and doesn't even wait for the car to fully come to a stop before she puts the car in park. I open my car door as fast as I can and grab my brother who has quickly opened his door. I take off in a full sprint with my brother in one hand and my mom on the other. Once we finally talk to a police officer is when I finally understand the full extent of what happened. My mom told the police officer that once we had passed the guy with the broke down car, he quickly ran to the hood of his car and slammed it. He then got into his car and sped after us. That was when my mom knew this guy had horrible intentions for us. She said he kept trying to speed up to get on the side of us, but she was able to speed up to avoid that. Once my mom turned towards the police station, she said the guy had stopped following her. She gave the best description she could of the guy and his car. But because everything happened so fast, she unfortunately didn't get a license plate number. I'm pretty sure the police never found him. I'm also not sure what the guy had planned for us if we had actually stopped to help. But I know it was nothing good. Stories like these make me feel that you can never trust anyone on the road. It sucks because that person may be in need of some real help, but you have to ask yourself, is risking your life at the expense of being nice to a stranger worth taking that chance? If the mom would have stopped to help him, something seriously bad could have happened, especially since he was luring them to his car. Yo, what's up, man, Mike? It's me, Audi215 on Instagram. So, yeah, I want to share, like, three small experiences that I have, I have lived in this short period of time. Um, so let me try and make it short for you. So, yeah, a couple of months ago, uh, I experienced something, like, kind of parano paranormal and where I'm living now. 
I moved in a small apartment and everything has been okay. It's just that I had these type of experiences, but it's not like, oh, something showed up out of nowhere or a shadow. No, nothing like that. It's like physical contact on, my, on myself. So I remember one day I was working and, you know, after a long day of work, I came back to my apartment, you know, do your regular stuff and went to bed. So I remember that night I was facing down on my bed, laying down on my bed, face down. And I was, I was already asleep. Probably like a two, three hours later after that, I woke up feeling that someone was pulling both of my legs, both, not only one, both. And I felt it. And I was conscious when I felt it. I'm like, wait a minute, is this happening? So I didn't panic. I did kind of freak out a little bit, but I was like still hesitating. I was like, nah, this is not happening, right? So I yanked my legs. I yanked it. And I just ignored it. I like, know nah, that's not happening. I fall asleep again and something pulls my legs again. I yanked it. And I'm like, you know what, that's it. I got to see who is it. And there's nobody. I didn't saw that time. I didn't know what time was it. It just happened. The other experience is pretty short, too. It's the same thing. I was in my bed. Probably like two weeks later after that, I was in my bed. Had my sheets on me. So it's kind of cold in my room because I had the AC on. So I was asleep. I was sleeping, you know. And out of nowhere, I felt that someone was taking off my sheet and I'm like my covers my I'm sorry my covers I'm like who's pulling it off and I was scared that, that that day I remember and I pulled it back you know trying to cover myself and something pulled it off but slowly like really gently slowly and I couldn't see I don't know who was it I was scared so I'm like, you know what, I got to see who is it. And I, well, you know, I just got out of my bed and there's nothing. And the last experience that I had recently, probably like two days ago, I was in my bed sleeping regular. I was just asleep. But something was tapping on my forearm. I tapped, small little taps. And I'm like, who's touching my forearm, you know? And I freaked out and I, you know what, I got to get this... Who is it? What is it? I don't care. I'm going to try to grab it. So when, he, when that thing or whoever was touching my poor arm, I lunge at it. You know, I, I throw my left arm because it was my right arm. So I try to like grab whatever was it and, you know, there's nothing. So, yeah, that's my small little experiences. And thank you. Have a great day. Moving on to the next story, we have another creepy story on the road involving a strange sight that will surely give you the creeps. Hang on tight, because this ride is going to come to a stop for a terrifying sight.
Before I tell you my story, I'm going to give you some context about my drive home from work and the state I live in and such. This happened about 10 minutes after I left work today, July 4th, 2020. I live in Northeast Ohio and I got a new job about two months ago as a process technician at a dairy plant. It pays pretty good money considering it's a 34-35 mile drive one way. After about 20 or 25 miles, I drive through a wooded area. Nothing uncommon for me, as where I live in Northeast Ohio, forests are common, and I pretty much lived in one behind my grandma's house growing up. I work 4 p.m. to 4 a.m., and the drive home sucks. Whether it's being tired, hungry, or the fog almost every night, I go the same way every day and night. I was driving on my way home. I just left the residential area of my workplace. I was going through the forested area. As I said, there's almost fog every night, so I'm on high alert for deers, raccoons, and such critters. It's just like every other drive home so far. I have a podcast on, focusing on the road, thinking of getting either a sausage McMuffin or McGriddle from McDonald's, and sometimes looking off to the side of the road for any eyes reflecting off my headlights, when all of a sudden, I see some reflecting eyes. Out of the woods comes a coyote. In my hometown, coyotes aren't too rare. I've seen them by my high school, but had never seen one outside of my hometown. So it surprised me. I started slowing down as it crosses the road until it turns to my car and sits on the road. It sat about 10 feet from my car There had been no cars I had seen since leaving the residential area, so I was going to go around it, but I thought this was just too odd of a thing to happen to just drive away from it. I expected it to just get up and walk away at any given second, but this is where I began to get very scared. I honked my horn, and after about two or three seconds, It smiles at me. I have my brights on, so I can see it perfectly. This coyote had human-shaped teeth. My heart dropped and every hair on my body raised, just as it is now, recalling this incident. It lasted about one second before sitting up and running into the woods. I sat there in fear, before shoving my foot on the pedal and driving at getaway speed. I didn't stop to get food, cause I had and still have no appetite. I thought about what I saw on the rest of that ride home, once even doubting that I even saw it. But like I said, with my brights on, and it as close to my car as it was, I saw it as clear as day. This coyote had human teeth and there was no doubt about it. 
Is it possible I ran into a skinwalker? Or some genetically mutated coyote? I'm Native American if that counts for anything. It's so weird thinking about it, but I'd like someone who knew more about these things to help out if they can. I know one thing though, and that is I'm going to find a new way to work.